Hello, my name is Philip Camilla, and today we're going to have a conversation beyond science and religion. Breaking new ground in thinking, exploring the outer limits of what we know about the world and ourselves, unhindered by common beliefs and perceptions. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion. Taking on subjects from the Big Bang, the multiverse, and evolution to the supernatural and the new rising consciousness. This is where scientists, philosophers, New Agers, and spiritualists come together to discuss where this world may be heading. Now here's your host, lawyer, philosopher, and the author of The Collapse of Materialism, Philip Camilla. One of the most profound questions we get asked, I think, is... What is the source of our attraction to music? And what is it about music that, is, that has enthralled spiritualists and scientists throughout the centuries? One of the most compelling and poetic descriptions of the cosmos, I think, in history is Johannes Kepler who described the harmony of the spheres. He used that to describe the way the planets seem to orbit each other and the sun as if on key. When we look deeper into the interworking of the cosmos, scientists look for the harmony of the universe. They look for the, inter- the internal mathematical arrangements that describe how the world works from the smallest atoms, those little electrons spinning around the nucleus, to the largest cosmological structures. There is something about harmony that is ingrained into our universe. Moving to the spiritual realm, throughout history, spiritualists have always tried to bring us in tune with the universe. This is a typical description of how we are to become one with the cosmos. Getting in tune, the famous song by the Who comes to mind on this same front, where there is some harmony that's beyond the mathematical, beyond the physical, some harmony that we strive to adapt ourselves to. My guest today, Gita Ben-David, has written a very, very original book. It's called The Note from Heaven, where she talks about how if we, if we open ourselves, if we sing with our true voice, we have a chance of listening to and becoming one with the note from heaven. And so this show, we're going to be exploring a way to really become in tune with some overarching cosmological harmony. Now, Gita is a Danish author, composer, and singer, and vocal sound therapist. She is the leader of a two-year certified education in vocal sound therapy in Denmark and England. She's the founder of, of an Institute of Energy and Consciousness. With her husband, she was educated in classical saxophone in the Royal Academy of Music and studied classical Indian singing with Mangala Tawari. She has sung and played hundreds of concerts and has published a number of books and CDs in Scandinavia. She's coming to us today from Copenhagen. Uh, Gita, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. 
and uh, we we chatted a little bit before starting here about your book. And let's let's start things off a little bit about how how you sort of came upon this notion that there is a note from heaven, or that there are notes from heaven that we should be attempting to access. What was your epiphany? You know, it came like a big surprise for me because um, I am uh, born in an atheist family and um, our son come sorry uh, uh, and uh, I in my family, they hardly spoke about God. I mean, I had a relation to God, relationship to God when I went to school and heard about uh, Christianity and all this. So I prayed in the bathroom, you know, I, I locked the door and I, I said, praying to be okay because when, when I, I had some feeling about this religion. Uh, but, you know, I was not, never like other ones that are brought up with the religion religious families and all this. So when I am, um, I studied music in the academy and um, I was with a saxophone and that was only because I could borrow a saxophone mm-hmm. in the high school that I started with that and, and I found out it's very easy for me and then I, it, it, I really was strong with it and I went into the academy, competed myself inside and then I was really, always I've been um, alert about this with the sound. I'm, I'm very sensitive to sound. So I was standing, uh, doing long, long notes with the saxophone and into the wall and feeling the sound in my body. And maybe that's why I got it so fast because I was really listening to the instrument to get the best out of it. And when you listen, then uh, somehow you start to communicate also with the audience in another way than if you just do the technical stuff. But now I'll come to the place when I met, got conscious about the note from heaven. That was when um, I, I got some money because I had a you know, high, degree, high degree when I did an examination uh, to travel and um, I asked to get money for... Uh, doing a research of some music I didn't understand and um, it was actually an excuse to get out to travel with my girlfriend she was going to India I didn't care where we were going I just mm-hmm. wanted to go out traveling so we went to she was getting pregnant and I had all this money and she didn't go anywhere and I had to go alone to India then so I studied Indian singing in order to uh, not to learn some CNI or some strange instruments uh, and I started for two months singing there I had to show it when I came back to the academy and tell them about it and I went to a teacher I just met some guitar player that told me oh this singer she's a very good singer so I said okay I go to her in Baranasi Mangala Tiwari and she was the perfect woman for me I mean she her voice Wow, I was just, you know, I just thought if I could just sit listening for her. It's not was not the expression of the Indian music. It was simply just her voice. Again, it was the sound. It was like a shivering in the neck, a good one. She was singing herself. I mean, I couldn't help I I couldn't explain why, but she was just from the bottom of herself and you know, connecting to something. And then she told me, you take this tampara and you go home and sing. 
with this and sing for me. And I just wished not to sing for her because I didn't sound, you know, uh, you know, like her. Right. But then I went home and I practiced, uh, and she told me to sing one note at least one hour a day, nothing more than one note. And my scales and all this, what I knew from the saxophone, I could do it, but not too much, just this one note. And then when I um, started doing it, I felt uh, stupid because I was not used to do this kind of thing in the conservator, uh, the academy, the conservatorium, what you call it. Uh, and uh, you know they wanted the metronome and doing it fast and in rhythm and all this. So, but I sat down and tried. And after ten minutes, about my, I got so bored from it that something happened actually. Uh, all of a sudden, somebody started to sing with me in the streets. Hmm. Every time I opened my mouth, it was like some kids. I thought it was five o'clock in the morning. You know, I did it in order not to be embarrassed. And every time I opened my mouth, somebody was singing with me. You mean, you mean you mean actually singing with you, or you or you or you, or, or it seemed as if someone was singing. It with you. seemed as okay. if, and I went, I ran to the window really every time, and nobody was there. So I had to find out that it was myself. Hmm. And that's what's happening when you uh, get in touch with what I call the note from heaven. More notes are coming. Hmm. Uh, another thing is that uh, I found I, I, I couldn't think that I could sing like that. It was like not my voice. I thought, you know, can I express a note like that? And that has been my, I mean, it, since then, it's just been with me. Uh, and uh, I love to give this to people. I mean, what's yeah. happening is that when you start not to think, when you get into a state where of being with a note, the notes help you to get into that because it starts to feel like uh, you're getting a vibration from it. Right. And uh, you listen to yourself, actually. You listen to your breath. Well, I think one of the amazing things about this yep. is is the corollaries um, with your uh, epiphany or your experiences with so much in religion and science and poetry. I mean, it comes to mind the the famous poem by Walt Whitman called "A Song of Myself," yeah. one of the most famous poems ever written. And then I have in front of me the Bhagavad Gita, which yeah. is which is also called the Song of God. Yes. According to the the edition I have, and it really it really uh, speaks of something that is that uh, something deep deeply embedded in it the is. cosmos. Where yes. you know you talk a, a lot of us are familiar with the concept of chanting or om. You know the yes. om, and it seems like you're carrying it to a little a little farther development of that. Is there something to that? Yes, there is, because what I met there was, there was no system, nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mangala didn't talk about this. She asked, she told me, we will see if you are God-gifted. Yeah. And, and in Indian philosophy and singing, it is very normal that the, the goal of something is to, to, to reach God. And okay. it is also in the music, because if God is not there, you know, nobody will listen to you. So, so, so does everybody have their own song? No, I mean, what? No. What is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we. 
it, so many things happened. I tell you, it it led me into a fairy tale. I mean, it's continuously this. It, yeah. it just develops, you know. Um. Yeah, I can't find words also for how grateful I am for what happened here because what happened is that I start to I continued singing like that and I felt that it's like I'm inside kind of a bell almost and it felt very well and I went into a state of mind that I just I feel that the time is disappearing and I felt like it started you know this uh, vibration in the head and vibrating in the body and I felt so good with it so good that it was only my knees hurting that made me stop singing hmm. and then take a break and continue I mean I could sit for hours and it made me actually when I came back to after doing this for two months uh, when I came back to Copenhagen to Denmark I just had to quit the saxophone I mean I was uh, really good in it I mean I was having the highest degrees you know a very nice girl having nice degrees you know and I didn't care about now not at all and that was kind of a healthy attitude but there was not so many in the surroundings that could understand me <laughs> yeah so so let so let so let's let's um let's sort of uh take uh, a little uh note here ourselves about about this because what what you're saying i think is mm-hmm. that inside of us we have something that can be called a song or a note and that when you open yourself up and you let your song be sung Uh, that that is a reflection of some kind of deep connection with the cosmos is is that is that about right there's some kind of right i have to be honest to tell you that later on in my life right uh, we went to some kind of um, uh, grand bishop um, medium I, I had never been with him before but because I got a son with some problem and the doctor said there's no hope and this and that and then we thought okay we try him because we heard that he might help us and yeah. he helped us hmm. and this medium uh, we were the only one there because it was a snowstorm so we could ask questions ourselves too hmm. and it was my first meeting with this kind of person Right. and uh, this Dr. Carl coming through him it was very I mean, I, 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 I had no doubt that it was not the same person. Grand Bishop and Dr. Carl is two totally different persons, you know. I mean, so this Dr. Carl was coming through, an old German doctor speaking kind of English, and uh, he he told me, I mean, I didn't didn't tell him what I've, I've been writing, beginning writing the note from heaven. I was really frustrated. What 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 am I going to do with my life? Am I should I be a musician or should I just write this thing or what? Because uh, it was a problem to get it out published. Nobody understood me and all this. Then I just asked him, what should I do with my life? I didn't tell him this, and then he just started telling me that that uh, you know all kind of things about this with the sound that I shouldn't worry about it because it. I, they knew that it was something very uh, you know. Uh, strange and for everybody but I should just continue and there would be much more of it so it was kind of I was shivering after it because he knew everything Hmm. so later on a few years later when I couldn't get the scientist I wanted the scientist to get into this I want them to explain 
you know, some of the things that are happened with resonance. I found out later on that when you sing with a note from heaven, then you can find resonance in other people's body and healing happens when you do that. That's shortly said. So in that session, I asked questions and I come back to this with our own note. Um, I asked uh, what it is, this is the note from heaven, what is that experience? And then I said that each of us have a certain sound structure, just like the fingerprint. And how you, I, I guess you can have keys already where you use the voice. There are not two voices, even not one-egged twins that, have, that are the same. And they say that the way they, I mean, I, I won't tell what it is, but it is kind of, you can communicate with them. Uh, they communicate with us is through the, that frequency that we have. Hmm. So, okay. and so if you open up that frequency, you see, I, it just gave me a, such a, then you can communicate with the universe or oh. the higher, higher, what you call it, spirits okay. or levels. Okay. okay, so now comes the big question, which is, what's the point? What what's what's what what's the benefit to this? Oh, the benefit is that when you sing yourself. Now I just talk like we're here on the ground. What we need, right? What is it good for? When you sing from your, the bottom of yourself, it's like you, you take a breath into the stomach, and it's actually about filling up. You make the stomach as big as possible, and then you exhale actively from stomach it means that you're conscious about that I need grounding in order to open myself up it, the flower need that too so you need to have the correct breathing and so many people today have an opposite breath so the better one of the biggest benefits is that will be strengthened and you'll have more energy hmm. you'll have more grounding you will have a tool for not getting so stressed out, oh, I can get stressed. But if I remember, then I can sing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. That. Well. Well. That. That's. Uh. That's what I thought. This is Philip Camella. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion. I'm speaking with Gita Ben David about her new book, The Note from Heaven, which is a really an original take on how to find your own tuning with the. Uh, high, with a higher power or with with uh, a greater part of the cosmos, there is something um, in your in your book that I wrote down here: uh, tonal expression of the divine. Yes. It's sort of like it's sort of like the universe is a big tuning fork, yes. and and we sort of have to get into the flow. You know, every time I do this um, on this point here about uh, you know the way is another uh, you know the Tao. It's very similar. There is a there's that sort of original New Age book called the Celestine Prophecy that talks about getting in touch with with the harmony of the world. It's not as poetic as your book, but it it the point of it is is that when you do that, good things start happening to you. Yes, you know, good exactly. things start happening to you. You yeah. get into the flow. I mean, there's yeah. and I think I think what's really good about this is that I mean, from my own um, perspective is that there is no doubt in my mind that there is a flow to reality. I mean, uh, this, from, from my perspective, one of the problems 
with scientific materialism is that it it acts as if the world is just a bunch of particles um, sort yes. of moving about and dancing around each other when mm-hmm. when when reality is really a flow there really is a flow and so music a, a sort of lays over that flow and I so I think that the music it, music itself is a really good analogy a really good metaphor uh, for for what we experience uh, as reality the other the other thing that I want to ask you here is you know, there's a lot of books about that that follow after Neil Donald Walsh's uh, Conversations with God series, where there is some kind of contact with God. You know, some kind of a medianship kind of thing. And how does does your book is this Know from Heaven? Is that a similar kind of connection with the divine, or is it different than that? You know, I don't know because. Um I just know that I got so many ideas when I wrote it, and I didn't yeah. read anything. Yeah. You know, I had so many ideas, and it was like all my head was just uh, humming. Like, you know, yeah. and I felt very good when writing it. Yeah. And the big uh, challenge was to make, you know, to choose which ideas to use and not. Yeah. You know, because it was too much material. So that's why I didn't, and it's still like this today. I don't read too much I don't need to read too much about others because it works you know and yeah. I thought okay I work I, I, I like to be interested what other people do but you know to see if they do the same maybe yeah because, well but, well I always but, say I always say that uh, you could tell that something is true when people independently and separately reach the same conclusions it, it's yes. always it's always a it's it's an indicia of truth so yes. anyways oh, I'm so, okay you understand me yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that is. It's important to to know. I think because the conversation with God books are are extremely popular. Mm-hmm. That because and the whole and the whole medianship movement mm-hmm. is extremely popular. I don't know how things are in Denmark, mm-hmm. but in the U.S. there are a couple of shows modeled after. Um, the 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 New York mediumship show where you know the it's like a reality TV and the mediums are are talking to a higher power you know you know this connection I mean it's sort of it's got a a little Hollywood gloss on it yes I know that but but you're talking about something that is that is extremely uh, personal and more and and profound right yeah yeah because you only know what you experience. You know, right. I can talk about this. I will also talk about it now. But people, the best thing for me is when I see people, you know, getting into it and yeah. really, you know, you know, you can just they their whole expression they start to shine in in the face. Yeah, I love yeah. that, and that's that's probably what I'm here for also to pass it on. But you asked something before uh, about um, the music and the harmonies and the universe, and and for me. The music is the key. It's simply the key because it's a bridge between religion and science. Yeah. yeah. Or spirituality and science. Because, you know, there's no... You, the scientists can look into it as much as they want and we can learn from that. And the spiritual side, the same. You know, they, they, they wish it too. 
Yes. You know? yes. So there's nothing, there's nothing wrong there. You could, it, it, when you're going to the the overtones, fresholets or overtones, I think you call, it, um, and see it how it mathematically is made. It, this is the music of the spheres. It, it's um, it's a natural tuning that and these tones that I had when I sang them that was actually over and undertones that that came. Yeah. And in that time, they didn't. It was just on the edge that they started doing overtoning or tones and all this. Uh, I did. I didn't. David Hikes and all these people, but I didn't know about that in that time. So it just came to me like that. And that's in this in this uh, way of singing, you don't perform. You know, you don't uh, go and catch rabbits and show mm-hmm. show here's a rabbit. No, it, they're coming to you. Yeah. It, and that's a big difference. Now, does it necessarily have to sound good, or is it something? It's more of a, re- or is it more of a, of a release? In a, it can be a release because many people have things, carrying things, and all these blockages right. and all these things that are we are making ourselves unbalanced with because we carry it with us. Uh, so sometimes they have to throw it. But I have a rule that is saying uh, two minutes. You know, if it should not sound nice, then maximum two minutes. Yeah, then yeah. it should. It's you know, if you you shiver yeah. a, a bottle of soda, yeah. it takes not such a long time before it's out. Yeah, and it's very effective to to get rid of things with. Uh, yeah. And and then after, then the note from heaven is there. And well, it's yeah. If you are tone deaf or whatever, the sound is beautiful. It's wonderful. It, yeah. it, I didn't know a human being that didn't. When it comes through, it's just wonderful. Well, I Anybody yeah, I I, I want to get into. Uh, I I know you're going to do. I'd like to have you do a little demonstration in a couple minutes yeah. here. But but it but one of the, but one of the things that also uh, struck me a little bit when I was um, reading your book was that we all have uh, our own songs and and depending on our state of mind, our condition in life our individual songs might not that might not sound that good they uh, at any at any particular at at any at any particular point in time that sometimes or put differently i think you you said something like we might not like the song that that we sing oh yeah like in life yes (laughs) yeah yeah we may not like yeah we may not like it because it's it, it reflects our our current state is that is there can someone change their song or change their name? Yeah, but I uh, but I, I because I I usually talk about the, our sound more than the song because the song is many sounds you know right. so but if you talk about song like it's uh, how you live then you can always change it of course I mean we we are here for something right we all have a purpose and um, and when you start to Sing the note from heaven. You start. You will feel that purpose. It will come to you. And uh, I, in the beginning of this interview, I told you that I'm born into a uh, not religious family, and I've had really to make big jumps here because, I mean, the synchron- synchronicity things happening. You know, things that you won't believe. You know. The person you just uh, were supposed to meet, you meet, and this, you know, all the time. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. it increases anyway. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I yeah I I love that kind of stuff. And and when someone says, I know you said uh, that you that you were raised uh, an atheist, and that is in your materials. And I always. Whenever, whenever anyone says that to me, I always uh, think, well, first of all, are you atheist in the sense that you don't believe in the Bible or the Koran, or you, or are you atheist in the more universal sense that you don't believe in any kind of universal power, or divine source, or that kind of you thing? You ask me? Well, I, I'm. It's it's a it's a classic yes. question I have because yes. a lot of people yes. call themselves atheists when what they're really saying is is they don't believe in the Bible. Uh, but they haven't ruled out. I mean, I, I had an atheist on my show a couple of years ago, he was a, a, a good guy, and he and I asked him that question. I said, well, are you the type of atheist that doesn't believe in any kind of unity, divine source? He said he, said he hasn't figured that part out yet. And so, and so, and so, you know. So, so let me put it this way: How has uh, your experience with the note from heaven changed your religious outlook? Uh, it has changed my religious outlook that I know now. I have no doubt. Uh, before I, I, I had my own way of praying, you know. Right. Uh, but right. I never had needed to be in any constitution. I mean, I, I could go to the church, but then I would just translate it in a way for myself that I liked it, you know, whatever was said. Uh, but um, but now with a note from heaven, I know, you know. I, I mean, in the church, usually you should not think you are anything, but I've always, as a kid, I thought Jesus said that we should do the same as he does. He should be a good example for us. And, and I thought, why shouldn't I also? I've always had this feeling, why shouldn't I be able to do that? But I was not daring to say it because people would might say, oh, you think you're something special. Right. So, um, and then it happened, started happening when I got the note from heaven. I mean, slowly, slowly I found out that this note, uh, when I developed it in myself, uh, opened myself, uh, some deaf person got the hearing back when I sang. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't know she was deaf. She was deaf in one year, and she thought, I think it was because of your voice that I got the hearing, the hearing back. So we tried a little bit more. I sang a little bit on her ear. Then she got her hearing back. And, you know, I was like, what? Yeah, you know, I yeah. just sang. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I, I like that kind of stuff because uh, I, I'm coming to the conclusion myself from the I mean let's let's take the placebo effect as an example and I know that you you talk about the placebo effect in your book the yes. placebo effect being uh, that strong belief heals okay I've just yes. summarized it that that belief heals and yes. the the book uh, there's a book by Joseph Despanja, uh you are the placebo that's a that's a really good uh, pretty recent book uh, on this on this effect but anybody but in any event, most people have heard about about the placebo. I'm coming to the conclusion that there is a there is a depth factor in in spiritual healing or the placebo effect, and there's also a horizontal feature. The depth factor would be how deep the belief is, how real it is, and that's that's where the um, the bedside manner comes in, and the and the authority figure of the doctors and the priests. You talk about the witch doctors and the uh-huh. and etc. Uh, but but I think that there's also a horizontal factor, 
And I think, frankly, Gita, that in our uh, society, we have fe- we have focused too much on the depth or the vertical factor, and not as much on the horizontal factor. I.e., that the larger the group of believers, the more powerful the effect. And and so, and this is me talking, but I think that the note from heaven that you're talking about sounds like it is sort of a combination. It's obviously a depth to it. Because, yeah, because it, it, yeah. it, it is also grounded. What what right. I see as the horizontal line, if I see the cross, right. is, is my view of it. That the horizontal line is the, the the grounding, and the vertical line is like the fire. Yeah. When you yeah. are ignited and you have fire, you can lead other people. Yeah. yeah. And it means that the note from heaven, it's, it's always the time developing what I think about that. But right now, I have the picture of connecting to... Um, a level of energy where we are all one, the oneness level. Right. And uh, it's kind of electrical thing. That's why where the life forces are coming from. And if the one from the note from heaven make us the time disappear, it like we disappear into that note and we just surrender. I, I feel it's like a surrendering into the note, at least some seconds, you know, and then maybe you're back, but you're you're gone somewhere. And in this time you connect to that level and um, you can pull the other that the others I don't feel it's me that doing for example healing when I do with a note from heaven yeah I, I yeah. just see, I, I feel I, I just connect to something and that's why I I don't feel it's my responsibility if people getting healed or not or anything I just have to to keep my flute clean and that means to be as not judging not thinking anything, just being there and let the voice sound through. This is Philip Camella. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion. I'm speaking with Gita Ben-David about her new book, A Note from Heaven, and we're talking about the power, uh, the spiritual healing and the healing power of the note from heaven. And I, I want to say something here that I think is scientific, or if, it, or if it's not scientific, it will be considered to be scientific. Uh, within a decade or two, uh, mm-hmm. and that is that if there, if we are one, and without and making that a scientific truth, and I think that science itself, by the way, with quantum theory, sort of has discovered that there's a unity to the cosmos. The but but leaving yeah, but leaving that aside, if we are one, then then to the extent the one being like the one ship. Uh, acts as one, the row is row in the same direction, then you, you should get more power, uh, more influence from the one. And I, that's that's my that's the image I have in my mind. And I think that because, and that's what I think you're saying, is that when we access uh, the, the source, the power, the God, whatever we're calling it, uh, and, and we, we become in tune with the one, we act morally for example you would yeah. expect you would expect there to be a, a greater benefit and we we see this time and time again from you know the new testament for example through all sorts of spiritual healing faith healing uh, paranormal experiences uh, uh, pl- the placebo effect on and on again and as in the scientific mind, we either ignore them or we categorize these in little boxes and we put them on the shelves. But, but over time, I hope that these 
examples will will mount and be such an impressive display of proof that it, that they'll be viewed as really indicators of of oneness. And so I don't think, and this is this, and the, and the reason I'm saying this is because a lot of people look at these things and they. To use various terms, I think in in England it's called woo woo. Here here it is called new age or or quackery or touchy feely. You know, it's like these outlier mm-hmm. outlier beliefs, and I'm sure you've heard that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Where and but but the, the point is is that uh, there is truth to this, and and I hope to be around when the tables are turned. And it's the scientists, the materialists, really, who are the on the um, on the quackery side of things, which I think that's where things are heading. But that's another story, another show. So let's let's talk. Let's let's have a couple demonstrations here for those. You know, we've we've talked a little bit about the concept, the theories, but uh, I know that you're prepared to to sort of give some demonstrations, which, which is pretty cool. And I, I'm going to let you do it like you think would be uh, helpful for the listener. Yeah, uh, I mean, um, I sing with a champura. Okay. I do it because I started this in India, and it, because it, uh, it takes you to another place than if I sit at the piano, then it's like uh, performing. So right. it, that this singing the note from heaven is about not performing and actually being good enough to not be there, yeah. you know, to find yourself good enough to not be there, yeah, that's good. and not having to be anything, because only when that happens, then the voice will um, will like uh, go to heaven. I got it. <laughs> I would just uh, try to do it. it. It might be a little bit loud first time, but let's see how it is. I breathe down to my stomach and really try to come to the bottom of myself. You see the X. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 long, yeah, that, yeah. That's huh? yeah, that's pretty amazing, and yeah, it's and, and that's if, happening yeah. for everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's, that's how I can measure if it got through, unless you have an asthmatic uh, breathing in the beginning. Then uh, that is if the breath is the uh, the exhaling is getting long, much longer than you can do usually. Yeah, I and, can, yeah. Go ahead. And that's why it also detox you when you do it. There are many, many benefits. Well, it's it's really it's it's pretty amazing because it is sort of a natural release, um, mm. and it's it's not something that one that somebody would expect to hear. And it's um, you know, let's talk about what uses you've you've seen, uh, what values you've seen yeah. in using the note. Mm. The thing is that you you you're getting into something. The truth. What is the truth? You know. Did you ever think about what is the truth? Right. I mean, right. it's difficult to to say I know what is the truth. But here, I experience. I experience who I am. I experience that I vibrate, and and I'm good enough. You know, from the bottom of myself. And when you start to feel that. You heal yourself. 
uh, if well, you get that message, you know, some people will have, oh no, I'm not good enough because this, because that, because they're they're depending on their traumas, you can say so. But when you're ready to re- to to let go of them, um, then they will leave you because the note from heaven will sweep them away. They will come out maybe with a cry, but then uh, I'm working with what I call uh, cry toning or singing on the cry. And and then because the crying actually give you the right notes, you, they give it give it the, you, the notes of uh, the, the trauma. Because what you have of unbalances in the body have a specific frequency. And that frequency the voice can find. You can't find it with a bowl or a violin and whatever. It's the, your own voice is the true healer because you have it with you. It's like reflexology or acupuncture in the ear, for example. If that's what coming close to it, closest to it because all the points are in the ear. Your voice is an expression of who you are. And when you start to open it up, you open up your body. So, so if so, if there were like, if this, it's probably not possible to do this, but if there were like, you know, the the simple instructions to to sing the note, uh, mm-hmm. what, what would what what do you tell people who want to, you the know, breath, learn? Yeah, the, the breath, breath. Is the key. You have to have a breath, uh, and I also have some exercise in the book, and I also have an. Uh, there's a practice CD that you can download for free in my page, like uh, the note from heaven.com. Uh, there's a link for it. Um, you have to take, now I show you, I know you can't see it, but I'm doing it anyway. You have to breathe, put your stomach, the hands on the stomach, and you take, inhale, and you let the hands move out. Let the stomach press your hands up. If that's not possible, then you you have to open your trousers. <laughs> that was yeah, yeah. or your dress, and um, and and then some people will say, "Oh, my belly or my stomach is too big," and oh, oh, oh. And I just tell you, my teacher Mangala Tiwari, she was like a small Buddha, and she she said, "The only problem with you is you're too skinny." Yeah. She said. So yeah. I mean. The a big belly is gold, so love your belly and let it fill up with the air, and then, then that's the thing. Is when you have to exhale, you have to press that stomach inward. Ah, uh, that it's it's like you you. It's not you that's going to sing. It's your stomach that's going to sing. So so you what's you're out of that? You know, if it sounds nice or not nice, it's not you. It's your stomach. So what what's different about this than? than the classic meditation. Because the difference is that you can hear your meditation. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> good. It's yeah, it's it's definitely more. It's definitely more of a release. And and now, um, I mean, but the thing is very important because I also tried to meditate. And said, oh, what a what a waste of time. I thought in the beginning when yeah. I was young, and then then because many people sitting with the closed eyes and and you know, oh, I'm meditating. Yes. But but people can sit and be, think, they can sit and do all kinds of things and think about, oh, maybe I'm there now, maybe I'm not there, do I see an eye, do, what do I see? But here, you have to be nothing. And you can hear it. If you're not there, the voice will express it. So, I mean, it's so naked. 
you know, you can't hide here. Yeah, I I like anything that gets us in touch with our inner selves. I mean, I think that that is really cool. But and now let's let me. I'm going to ask you a two part question, both of which are somewhat um, sort of tricky here. Oh, but can I tell you something? Yeah, I go ahead. Before. Shoot, go ahead. It's just that I also want to tell you that when you get into this uh, with singing yourself, you start you're dreaming a lot. You start to get messages from the dreams if you listen to them. Uh, so, so it's also very important to have a, a note or a pencil ready in the morning to write it down because it's in the short memory. So you have one, two minutes to write it down if you want to remember it. Yeah. And what I want to say is that I had an, a dream one month ago or something. It was just continuing. It was really irritating. It, told, it was told, Laszlo, you have to contact Laszlo. I'm hmm. sorry, Laszlo. Hmm. You know, it was mentioned again and again. And then when I woke up, uh, my husband is a big reader, and I also read Irving Laszlo. Said, "Oh, it must be Irving Laszlo." And I tried to write to him and uh, find out ways. Nobody answered, you know. And then somebody just sent me a mail uh, about some castle that is in Denmark that they like me and my husband. My husband is Lars Mule that wrote the O manuscript, and he's an expert in the Aramaic. Text of the Bible and all this, so I have a good accompaniment there. And uh, they wanted us to perform. We also do music and all this. And then he, he said, and then Erwin Laszlo will be there. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So I said, yeah, oh, I like I, that. Yeah. Oh, you know, and that was one of the synchronous. Yeah. Synchronicity. Yeah, synchronicities he, he's a hard guy to get a hold of. Let me. I agree with you. I've had. I tried to contact him a few <laughs> times. He is a hard guy to get a hold of, and and he's also. He's getting on in years, uh, as far as I could tell. But he is—he is one of the. Um, how can I put this? One of the pioneers in this whole, in this whole spiritual movement. And this is this is what I, this is what I always wonder when I interview um, folks that have, that have gone on these journeys like you have, because you you've definitely touched um, a nerve or a or a note uh, in in. Uh, in the world, and so the first question is what what has your journey what is the what does the note of heaven tell you about or tell us about why we are here we're here to serve with all our heart that's what i I understood from this uh, and uh, and just i mean I have been working hard to find the limits you know where because I, both me and my husband, we just we just burn to serve. Yeah. And uh, for example, we're doing a sound healing concerts now. We're doing uh, once a week for five weeks just to see how people develop if they're there for five times. And and I'm doing the World Mother now. It's a service for free. Uh, it's not that we do everything for free. No, we are living from this thing. Uh, we get what we need. And that's also what's happening when you start to be, you know, going on fire and just do what you're supposed to do. You get what you need. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I do the World Mother. Just started with meetings, and I'm going to do it everywhere we come, um, uh, like one and a half hour to um, pray or send light, whatever you will call it. People can do it in their own way. I have no rules of how you should do it, but we sing the note from heaven and for a few minutes. And then we have, like, for example, four rounds. 
that's one of the things we're doing. Uh, first, you ask for healing for yourself from the oneness level, like the electricity level. You know, we get in contact with this. Right. And next level, next round, it's for your surroundings, people you know that need. And third round is for politicians. And that's a funny story, I will tell you now, I think. Uh, because um, politicians are people with power uh, that you think they they would uh, gain from getting into the unconditional love state. We don't tell whatever they should have or what we... just pray for them to get into that unconditional love thing in the oneness level. So I, I prayed for our Prime Minister, uh, Lars Lykke, and <laughs> because it's terrible what's happening in Denmark right now. That's another story, you know. Yeah, it is. With the nature and the pigs and how they treat uh, people, and I mean, it's terrible. Mm. And he just, I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't know that he was going to make a speech for Obama. Hmm. In the no- it's a meeting of northern countries here or something, and you know he made a speech that I wouldn't believe it. It was just after we made a healing from him. Was it good or bad? <laughs> Very good. Oh, good. He was good. so positive, and you know I I could love him. Yeah. You know he's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, that. And, and well, well, this. Then I yeah. Okay. Him, you know. So I think that's why I I got so happy for that. Well, this 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 leads me to the next issue yeah. that I have with with the whole concept of meditation. And if you haven't, you know, folks who listen to me, I mean, I'm I'm, pre- I'm a pretty radical person. I always like to say that I'm radical in a good way. I like to say that I'm, I like to think that I'm radical in a good way. But one of my issues with the whole meditation movement mm-hmm. and the whole salvation movement mm-hmm. is that it tends to be a solitary practice. And, and the same thing that would go on with enlightenment um, it tends. I, I think what we need is a world enlightenment, uh, yes, and, and I, I don't. I, and and because because the the concept of a couple a couple people scattered throughout the world, maybe more concentrated in some parts of, uh, rather than others, that these people have enlightenment, and I think this is great. What is uh, that? What is that doing for the common good? What is that? What is that doing for the starving children, the homeless, the the poverty? Yes, I mean, it's sort of we're all enlightened. We're all enlightened if right. we want. Right. You no, know, we can have moments of enlightenment, and then we're back to earth again. I mean, if you need to tell the world that you're enlightened, then something is wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why you need to tell anybody about that? Well, if you I, are, you don't need. But but you hit upon something there with the politicians and the leaders. I mean, the we, we need to have enlightened leaders. I mean, in my in my yes, opinion, I yes, mean that's one and, way to look at it. And and that's why we can help each other to get enlightened. I mean, enlightenment is just that you get light on you. I mean, yeah. that, that you get in touch with with the source of life, the source we are all coming from, and understand by the heart that we are all connected. And that means when you when you harm somebody in order to gain uh, for somebody else, it, it it will always hit yourself back sooner or later. Or yeah, I hope I hope so, and I hope I hope that one of my hopes is that that kind of karma uh, it gets accelerated because yes. I don't I don't like to wait forever <laughs> for for justice to be done, and and in terms of. You know, I th- I think that we need to bring a lot of this language into the here and now. I mean, the language about enlightenment and and uh, 
you know, uh, becoming more compassionate. I mean, yeah. we we need to um, change policies where we sort of reverse the the priorities. I mean, we like in the U.S., it is considered to be almost. Uh, how can I put this? You you are uh, un, you are sort of a radical if you believe that it's more important to feed people than to build up the military. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand, and, yeah. and so I mean, the building up. I mean, granted, you have to have a military, blah blah blah. But as you build up the military, you're basically saying there will always be division, there will always be confrontation, and so therefore you have to continually prepare to fight somebody. Uh, you know, and this is where again I'm radical. I mean, I think things have to be shifted so that we move away from that attitude. So to a more compassionate society, and I think this all fits together, which is why I'm saying this. Um, it all fits together. I mean, to me, listening to the no from heaven, the ultimate result should be that the world becomes in tune with the note, not just individuals. So that's that's where I'm coming from on this one. Yeah, but you know, it's it's complicated because if if somebody you know is out of tune and and you know they they force you to something and then you need to have a military and not yeah. to be afraid and all this, so yeah. I think it what's going to come and I think it's I I have um, what do you call it um, faith in that that these powers that if you connect to the oneness level everything will be okay you know it's it's that's also where we're getting when we die and. Yeah. Some people have described that came back how it was up there, and uh, you know this unconditional love can melt anything. So that's why if we pray or we send love for the, the people that that doesn't seem to to be there, I I, th I mean I had a big discussion with uh, big. I mean I, I it was a very good thing that she said it. It was a woman in this the world mother meeting we had the other day, um, where we healed you know politicians right. and, and stuff like that and ourselves and surroundings and then one woman said oh but you have to you cannot do that you cannot heal somebody without asking them and this mm -hmm. and this rule and this and that rule she said but I mean we don't do anything to them we just pray for them or what you will call it you know we send them love and light Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that but people are so busy oh this one said that and the, you know so because they are scared of of going straight to the issue so the ego comes up with all kind of no this is not and that you know yeah and i i say i mean i didn't say cut the bullshit but i'm not nice to say like this probably but <clears throat> there's nothing wrong in being if you just if you're into the love and compassion everything is fine and everything, everybody's good enough. There's not one individual that's not good enough. If they're into love and compassion, everything is fine. Yeah, I mean that. That's a nice. That's a nice thought. I I like to. I mean, there's a couple of things that are going through my head as you were talking. Mm -hmm. One of them is sort of a different kind of evolution. I mean, survival of the fittest. We, uh, according. I mean, Darwin, in my opinion, is a, sort of a very simplistic form of evolution. It's sort of a, a one-sided. I mean, uh, if if evolution also works with on the spiritual side or on the morality side, then the good people should ultimately win in the end. And, and what you're saying is that, I mean, and I, I really think there's a scientific aspect of this whole thing, i.e., if these kinds of practices work, if the note from heaven, meditation, yoga, uh, 
you know, um, nature walks, whatever. If if it uh, if if it ultimately proves has a physical impact, a a real impact, then more and more people do it, and those people live longer. They're happier, and and it builds up. I mean, that's sort of where I think. I mean, I think we're slowly going there. This is like slow motion here, but but um, we are, as I say, I mean, we are uh, operating against eternity. I mean, I, I think that we are. We have a long way to go before before we see. You Not know, it's such a long way, I think, yeah. because I mean, <laughs> if if they stop smoking like they did everywhere in Denmark, they did it. They just made a law. Now you stop smoking, so <laughs> they can just make a law that we all have. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Just make a law. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. That yeah, that 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 always works. Yeah, just yeah. just tell people. Yeah, we just passed. I th- <laughs> there was a law, wasn't there? A moral law uh, back in the New Testament. You know that Old Testament. You know, do unto others, and I mean the laws don't work unless they're internal. But anyways, that's a that's a whole other topic. I had, I had an interesting thought. I was writing an article for Danish. Uh, paper and, and 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 I got this thought that uh, if we can influence and ourselves with and others with our for example connecting to the oneness level and and really sending the best we want for them uh, then I think also we can influence the poles of the world of the earth yeah, yeah. we can we can pray for the earth too right. and yeah. um and I, I believe that if everything is one, then the poles of the earth is also us. And uh, right now, the, uh, what do you call it, the um, magnetism, the magnet, magnetic field is weak and weaker and weaker because of the poles. There's going to come a pole shift, they say. So what if we could communicate with these poles because we have it in ourselves? I just put it off. So um, then, uh, then we could, then then we can maybe influence the world by influencing ourselves, and then all of a sudden it will be very important to raise our spiritual level. Not because we want to push our to, to polish our our glory about ourselves. No, it's simply necessary. We have to do it to to survive. Yeah. Now you. Yeah, now you're talking. I mean, I yeah. think. So um, yeah, I, I think yeah, I I think I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so so we we have come to the end here. Now I know you have some other instruments there. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I have some other instruments. I have a guitar too. Uh, uh, what about the the tu- What does a tuning fork do? Oh, I'll show you a tuning fork. It sounds like this. This is an A, 440. And um, I'm going to now show you how I can make it sing. Now, you can't see me, but I can make this tuning fork sing without touching it. I'm just going to... I'm holding it out in my arm. Now, I'm singing for it. Okay. Can you hear? Yeah, that's really cool. It's singing without me touching it. That is really pretty amazing. Yes, and that means that uh, everything, this frequency, if you have a frequency on 440 in your body, that you have, because you can hear this note, so it means that you have it inside your body somewhere. Let's say it was a part of your heart, 
I don't tell you that it is, but let's say 440 was part of your heart, then this will start something in your heart. Hmm. It will touch you. So that's why it's both spiritual and physical in one time. Yeah, that 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 is really a a, a neat uh, observation there, and we have come to the end here, Gita. And uh, I hope I hope folks uh, have enjoyed sort of the uh, sort of the variety show we've had here. We've had we've had singing, we've had a tuning fork, and we've had some guitar playing. And I, oh, I, I hope I, and I and I hope and I hope that the um, I hope that this this variety has shown really the richness of this topic uh, of. Of a of the note from heaven and how uh, this whole notion resonates with with us okay, and the cosmos and and, and I like I like you to really tell folks about how to learn more about the note of the note from heaven and how to really try to learn how to do this and I know you've spoken a little bit about your website but why don't you tell folks about about this Gita um, you can. Um you can um, go into the www.notefromheaven.com and uh, you can also uh, read my book, The Note from Heaven. It uh, came out in Watkins, publisher. And there is um, a practice CD that you can download for free in the same website, notefromheaven.com. And I have also, we have Lars and me, uh, gilalai.com. This is a place where all our books are and CDs and all this. And there there you can also get the CD, the practice CD for free, downloaded. Yeah, cool. So and, I, and then uh, we are planning to get to the States uh, next summer. Oh, good. So if somebody wants to hear more, they can just contact me. Yeah, good, good. And so if there, is there anything else you'd like to leave the, the listener with as a take-away as, as take yeah. home message? Can I take a little bit with the guitar? Yeah. Oh, you mentioned it. Okay, good. Is that you? This is a song from uh, the CD, Gratitude. I know, uh, to heal the space between us. That's from that CD. Gratitude is a grace. It's a face that can appear when you sing a lullaby. And I'll fear those to sleep disappear into a dream. The voice of the soul sings. You're united with me. You're here where I belong. In the moment is only song. I'm clear, trend and sound. So complete, soft and round. The voice of the soul Of the soul sings. 
Gratitude is no praise It's a face that can appear When you sing all by That's great. Thank you so much, and that's a great way to end the show. This is Philip Camella. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Gita. Beautiful. You've been listening to Conversations Beyond Science and Religion, hosted by Philip Camella. To find out more about Philip and his book, The Collapse of Materialism, visit thecollapseofmaterialism.com. 